Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Tuesday, April 5th. Uh, I hope everything's going well with you. Yesterday, it was not a bad day. We'll talk about that and more. And when Dave joins us here in just a few moments, before we do, though, let's just remind ourselves that there's uh, a lot of things that uh, are out of our control. Russia, Ukraine, that type of thing. Hey, we'll get to those things and more when Dave joins us here in just a moment. 5.7 Light FM, Justin Timberlake. A true lyrical genius there, right? 8.38 now. It's 22 before 9. Let's check in on your money and find out how that's treating you this morning. Speaking of lyrical geniuses, on the telephone, we got Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services, who probably writes better than Justin does. Philip, good morning. How are you today? Hey, good morning, Dave. Uh, doing well. Had a battle. Just a little bit of fog coming in this morning. It looked like it out there. It's one of the things. Downside is I'm I'm performing up against a wall, so I have to turn around and look at about seven fifteen. I looked at it and said, "Holy crud! It's thicker than thieves out there." I trust you were treated all right down in your neck of the woods with the hail last night. We were. I mean, it was kind of amazing. We didn't get any hail, um, but man, I tell you, a lot of places got a hammer pretty hard. Oh, yeah. I was I was posted a picture. A portion of my front yard was just white with hailstones, and I picked one up. I didn't get home until like 45 minutes after the storm went through, and I picked up a hailstone. It was full golf ball size by the time I picked it up. Couldn't resist posting a picture on Facebook. It's been 40 years since I've seen hail like that, and I sure as heck wasn't in Florida when that happened. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was quite the storm. The insurance guys are going to be busy today. Uh, yeah, I suspect their loss numbers on the next quarter are going to go up for our neck of the woods anyway. Setting the table for the morning, it was a good day on Wall Street yesterday. Borderline looked normal to actually pretty good. Dow was up by 104 points. Standard & Poor's up by 37. NASDAQ was up a full 1.9%, up 271 points. Uh, the attention span of the investors in Wall Street absolutely amazes because not much has happened, but we got some good uh, we got some good factory order numbers yesterday morning, and everybody figured that meant happy days were here again, right? Well, you know, I, I mean, my perspective is, yeah, they're better than expected numbers, but still weren't great numbers, right? Because they were down. Yeah. Um, the expectation was that they'd be down six tenths of a percent. Instead, they're only down a half a percent. So, I mean, that a tenth of a percent uh, doesn't get me all excited, especially when factory orders were up last month by one and a half percent. Uh, offhand, I think not, <laughs> not crappy as expected is considered good news. But you know, Wall Street pretty much responded by going pretty much straight up all doggone day yesterday after that little tidbit of information. We start off the morning with nothing really exciting again today. Import, export, our trade deficit. Uh, we were expecting our trade deficit with foreign trade to be $88.5 billion in the red. We did go down by a little bit, so this is one of those not as crappy as expected, but we're down only to $89.7 billion more purchased from overseas than we sent overseas. And every time I look at this, I keep thinking that in normal times that would be considered good news, that would be considered bad news, but just the fact that we're spending money, uh, I, I would think that might indicate good news because, I mean, imports were up 1.3%. Exports were up 1.8%. We're still at a deficit, but we're exporting more and we're spending more money on balance. I'm considering that good news given the uh, situation overall. 
Well, I think it is good news that we're spending, and we'll see some spending numbers come in later. Um, I don't know if it's this week or next week, but but the one thing that you and I talk about sometimes on here is where's the spending coming from? You know, mm-hmm. is it coming on the credit card? Is it retail? Those are things that still kind of concern me a little bit as we continue to spend. It's uh, where's that spending coming from? Now the government's not pushing so much money out there. And yeah, that's the interesting part. We're just running up plastic, and that we'll probably find out when some other reports come out later on this month. Uh, one of the articles that I found that really caught my eye was uh, somebody up in New York on one of my tip sheets finally discovered there's a labor shortage, especially, and this is in a sector that you and I worry about, in the construction industry. I found another one that I was reading last night down Fort Myers Way, which is close enough to, at the very least, give us pause. They're saying that building a new home, the materials costs have doggone near doubled, and it's taking six to eight months longer to build a new home down there than it used to because they can't find the employees to build the house. So step number one, they've got to pay a lot more in order to encourage people to go back to work. Step number two, they can't find enough of them. And step number three, the materials have gone up. We talk about housing prices going up. Well, gosh, there's a clue, huh? Yeah, yeah, it really is, you know, and I mean, I know in my neighborhood, I've got, we've got two houses going up and uh, I mean, one started well before the other one and it's still not even close to being done. And, and we're talking about, I think it's been eight months now. Um, I've got friends that have been working on a house now for uh, over a year trying to get into a house. Uh, windows delayed two, three, four months. Uh, trusses delayed six, eight weeks. So those type of things continue to add uh, cost and uh, and labor is just one more indication of the issues. Absolutely. I think the numbers, I don't have them in front of me, but if I remember correctly, that uh, interview they were talking about with the chap down in Fort Myers used to take seven, eight months to build a house down there from, uh, you know, lot acquisition and site prep uh, through the end of the house. Today, it can take 14 to 17 months, depending upon that, as you said, shipping delays, you know, the trusses are pre-manufactured, stuff like that comes in, and you're at the victim of the shipping system as well, so one more element gets in the way. Uh, that's got to eventually impact our home sales numbers simply on the grounds that we can't get them ready to move into yet. Well, that's true. And I think sometimes when we see um, housing starts versus housing permits, um, I think sometimes that's part of the reasoning is uh, they just can't get them out of the ground because they don't have what they need to start or they don't have uh, the employees to do it. Absolutely. Other stuff that might affect your money today, depending upon what happens, President Biden and our administration, along with the Ukrainian government, going before the U.N. Security Council with the uh, satellite footage we provided of the carnage over in the Ukraine as Russia pulled out of the suburbs of Kiev. Nothing's going to happen in the security department in the Security Council because Russia's got a veto, so nothing's going to happen. But uh, the Russian uh, at least delegation will be embarrassed by it, and that may very well cause a little upset in the market and give us an indication as to whether or not the Ukrainian situation is heading for a resolution or looking for a long haul. Indications are based on what they're doing in the eastern part of the country. It looks like a long haul because they're battling a war of attrition. Uh, we're in between earnings season as well, and I understand you pretty much only got one report that's out there this morning, huh? It is, and it's not something that everybody's heard of. Um, it's a, a little different type of company. It's called Acuity Brands, 
Um, they make lighting products and building management systems, uh, but they had a better than expected quarter. They beat by 20 cents a share, came in at $2.57. A revenue top forecast as well. Um, they've been able to offset some of their significant increases in material and freight costs with price increases and some productivity improvements. So two things there, they've been able to help offset things and they are trading up this morning. Let's see, it just disappeared on me here. Uh, there we go, about about three quarters of a percent right now. No, well, that's okay. And business services, even a company that we haven't heard much of, any good news out of a business services country is, company has got to sound good for the overall market, I'd expect. I think so. And then yesterday, you know, we talked about uh, uh, Elon uh, purchasing oh, yeah. what, that 9.1% uh, of Twitter, thinking he's going to be a passive investor. Um, Dave, I'm not sure. Laughter, uh, right? I'm not sure how he defines passive, uh, but uh, he uh, they, they put him on the board. He's got a board seat now on Twitter. So I, I think he's not passive anymore. I think passive just went out the window completely, didn't it? I think so. Absolutely. <laughs> the word passive got hit by hailstones last night. Uh, other things I've noticed in the process, I'm looking at my bond yields. The five of the 30 are still inverted as far as federal bond yields are concerned. As near as I can figure, what, I'm kind of wondering, the last time we went on that panic about an inversion on rates on the bond yields, the recession that everybody was saying was going to happen didn't. I wonder if that short memory investors have on Wall Street is affecting that because we're not seeing a stock market panic like we did last time. Well, and I'm not sure how much it's really kicked in and how much they're really following it, or if it's a matter of how long it's been in place. I mean, sometimes they look at that and it's not a matter that they've inverted, but how long do they stay inverted? Um, I think the longer it stays inverted, the more of an issue it becomes. And I'm looking at the yields right now and, uh, I mean, you've got the two and the 10 uh, inverted. You've got the two and the five. You got the five and the and the 10 inverted. You got the five and the 30 inverted. So, yeah, um, yeah it's um, it's crazy what that what that does. And and the issue is, is how long will they stay inverted? And that's why I'm staying confused, because, yeah, one day up and down, and then all of a sudden it goes back into order. But we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks, and I hate to be a uh, – you know, I hate to be a, a doomsayer, but given the indication that generally means in the panic it caused the last time that it happened, uh, I'm surprised the market's not responding. The only thing I can really think of right this second, Dave, is that they've got more things to worry about than just the inversion of the bonds. And that probably makes the most sense. <laughs> rolling, <laughs> gosh, there's nothing else to think about, huh? Uh, rolling it into a ball. Yesterday was an up day on Wall Street. We started out with some kissing your sister news this morning, for lack of a better term, on the macro front. Uh, Forty-five minutes before we start throwing real money around, Philip, what do the futures look this morning? Well, Dave, we're going to give back, it looks like, some of the gains we got yesterday. Uh, we've got the Dow down about two-tenths of a percent, the S&P 500 down two-tenths of a percent. The NASDAQ 100 is actually down a third of a percent. The only thing that's green on the index side is the Russell 2000, and it's up a little over a tenth of a percent. We do got a lot of green ink, though, on the commodities front, Dave. We've got uh, silver up 1.2%. It's trying its best to get up to $25. It's not quite there yet. Gold is flat right now, and then crude oil is going the wrong direction. It's up 1.5% to 104.86 a barrel right now. 
like I always say, when I compare your quotes with my delayed quotes, that's up from there. So the trend is going in the wrong direction, too. Overseas markets, Asian Rim looked at our successes yesterday. They all went up and they closed positive at 6 a.m. this morning. European markets have the luxury of looking at our futures, and they're all fractionally, not badly, but fractionally off midway through their day. Getting an idea as to how to stabilize one's retirement funds, no matter what happens with that volatility index, the fear and greed index, and all the things that scare investors, that takes a spare pair of eyes. Philip, how do I get a hold of you to get your eyes to help me? You know, it's like we talk about a lot, Dave. There's a lot of things we, we can't control out there, but you can control how much risk you have in your current portfolio. And that's why we developed our core retirement design to help folks design the retirement they deserve to have. And, and so give us a call at 863 382 0037. Also, check out the Statler Financial Radio Show this weekend, uh, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM. And be back here again tomorrow morning about uh, 840 to check in as to what's likely to affect your money tomorrow here on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. We'll catch you then. All right. All right, man. You have a great day. Do appreciate you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I wish that you would take uh, this information, share it with your friends and family, and, uh, and like our page on Facebook. Hey, have a great day. I look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow. Until then, bye now.